This audio sermon is brought to you by the House of Intercessory Prayer Ministries. For more information, please visit www.hipm.org. So as we continue our series of sermons on everyday miracle, today we are going to see another miracle that Lord Jesus Christ performed when he was living on the face of this earth. The miracles that Jesus performed tell us today that Jesus has ultimate control and authority over everything. For example, the kind of miracles that Jesus performed on the day when he was living on the face of this earth, if we look into those miracles, they are of different nature. That Jesus' miracle declares that he has authority over nature. He has authority over sicknesses. He has authority over death. And he has authority over demons. You know, today the miracles that are performed by our Lord Jesus Christ very well fit into any of these categories. Either a miracle, Jesus displaying his authority over nature or over sicknesses or over death or over demons. And the question that we have been asking as we study this topic why we don't see such supernatural miracles today in our churches. We believe that Jesus was and is and will be the same. What God changed, nothing has God changed. God's word is the same. What, why we don't see such miracles today? And the approach that we took today to study this, to understand, to find out the reason why miracles are not taking place, the way it took place at the time of Lord Jesus Christ, we are trying to understand the miracles in the context in which those miracles took place. Also, we are trying to understand some of the steps, some of the important, important steps that took place that eventually led Lord Jesus Christ to perform that miracle. And if we can do, to do that today in our lives and in our churches, and miracles are going to be certain. And last week we talked about Jesus calming the storm. And today we are going to talk about yet another interesting miracle, a supernatural miracle performed by our Lord Jesus Christ by raising a dead girl. Let's go to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. We are going to read verses 41, 42, and 49 to 56. Luke chapter 1, sorry, Luke chapter 8, verse 41. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age. And she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Let's jump to verse 49. While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, do not be afraid. Only believe and she will be made well. When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, Do not weep, she is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, 
knowing that she was dead. But he put them all outside, took her by the hand and called, saying, Little girl, girl arise. Then her spirit returned and she arose immediately. And he commanded that she be given something to eat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. Scripture says in verse 41, Jairus was a ruler of the synagogue. A Jewish leader coming to Lord Jesus Christ and falling at the feet and begging him to come to his house. We see Jairus inviting Lord Jesus Christ into his house. Jairus being a Jewish leader, it was certainly difficult for him to do, to take that step of coming to Lord Jesus Christ and falling down at his feet and inviting him into his house. But Jairus did something which, was, which is very significant that eventually led Jesus to perform that miracle. Psalm 50 verse 15, word of God says, Psalm 50 verse 15, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Call upon me in the day of trouble. Jairus, who was a man of authority, and he was in great trouble and danger on that day because he was about to lose his own only daughter. And he decided to call upon the name of Jesus. In the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 20, scripture says, a well-known scripture, Revelation 3:20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and dine with him and he with me. You know, the moment we knock the door, the moment as he's knocking the door, the moment we open the door for Lord Jesus, he's willing to come and enter into our lives. Jairus realized that fact that he needs to come to Lord Jesus Christ in order to receive that miracle. No matter who he was, no matter what kind of authority he had, no matter, no matter how people praised him in the synagogue as he was preaching and leading the people of God, he realized something that was missing in his life. He never, never, ever called upon the name of the Lord in his lifetime. And he decided to do that on that day. He came running to Lord Jesus Christ. And he did something which triggered that miracle on that day. He humbled himself and invited Lord Jesus Christ into his house. Verse 41, Luke 8 verse 41. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at the feet of Jesus and begged him to come to his house. He fell at the feet of Lord Jesus Christ in front of his own congregation. He was preaching in the synagogue, but now he's falling at the feet of Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it was not easy for a synagogue ruler or leader to come and meet Jesus and fall at the feet of Jesus because the Pharisees, they have been slandering Lord Jesus Christ. They spoke so much about Lord Jesus Christ. But now, a man from the same sector, he is coming and falling at the feet of Lord Jesus Christ. It was not an easy thing to do. And Jairus was risking his career. 
He may lose his profession. He may lose his job. You know, no matter what it was, he decided to do that on the day. He came to Jesus in humility. He was humbling himself and he's falling down at the feet of God. He must be a well-educated man. And he must be a well-honored man who can exercise authority over people. Yet he realized that there is something that he has never done before in his lifetime. That was humbling himself, humiliating himself and falling at the feet of Lord Jesus Christ and inviting him into his house. And I believe there is more to Jairus. Not, not only that he was a man of uh, honor and respect. He was also a man of faith. You know, otherwise he would not have come to Lord Jesus Christ because the name and fame of Lord Jesus Christ was not at all good at that point of time. The name of Jesus was not well spoken at that point of time. But this man had such a great faith in Lord Jesus Christ and he was very certain that if he can come to Lord Jesus Christ, his daughter will be healed. You know, he had such a great faith in Lord Jesus Christ and he invited him into his house. The miracle took place on the day just only because Jairus was willing to receive Jesus into his house. You know, otherwise probably the daughter would have dead. The question that you and I need to ask as we long for a miracle from Lord Jesus Christ, as we want to see miracles happening in our lives and, and in our churches, the question that we need to ask, are we able to humble ourselves to invite Lord Jesus Christ into our lives? You know, today Jesus is considered as one of the many options of life. But Jesus is not so. He's the only way. Scripture says not there are many other ways. He is the only way. You know, today when we are in trouble, we try different options to get out of the trouble. But then Jairus, probably he could have gone to some doctors or physicians, but no, he realized that there is only one place where he can go and he can find that answer that for his prayer that was at the feet of Lord Jesus Christ. You know, God expects us for every small thing, no matter how small they are, God expects us to come and sit at the feet of Lord Jesus Christ. So in some of our lives, no matter how much we do things, how much we pray, things are not moving, things are not happening. It is time that we need to realize that we need to humble ourselves and we need to sit at the feet of Lord Jesus Christ. You know, there are certain things will not move. Certain things will not happen until we do that. Until Jairus comes forward and lays himself down at the feet of Lord Jesus Christ and humbles himself. You know how much it took for him to fall down at the feet of Lord Jesus Christ. I was thinking about this all day yesterday and this morning. How much it took for him to come and fall at the feet of Lord Jesus Christ where entire people, the crowd that he preached to was watching what he is doing. And he was willing to humble himself. Am I willing to humble myself at the feet of God in order to see that miracle that I'm, I'm longing to see? We don't see miracles happening because we don't humble ourselves before God. We don't need to do it in front of everybody or at least when, the rooms, when, every, when we are in the closed room. Are we able to humble? Are we able to surrender 
everything that we have and so that the miracle can take place in our lives. You know, there are some scriptures, they clearly talk about humbling ourselves. Let's read 1 Peter verse, chapter 5, verse 6. 1 Peter 5, 6. God is telling us repeatedly, over and over again, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. 1 Peter 5, 6. Humble yourself under the mighty hands of God so that God may exalt us. You know, when we try to exalt ourselves, when we try to learn, when we try to climb in our career, in our education, in, in, the, in various areas in our lives, we fall down. But God is asking us to humble ourselves and surrender ourselves under the hands of God Almighty. When we say surrendering ourselves, one expression that we see there is Jairus, falling down at the feet of God, telling him, Lord, I'm nothing in front of you. When I look at you, Lord, I'm nothing. The total surrender that God expects in our lives, then we see miracles. Secondly, let's read verse 49. While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, your doctor is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. Luke 8, 49. It took a while for Jesus, even though he began to move to Jairus' house, but it took a while for Jesus to reach Jairus' house because, any idea? Something else took place there. A woman with an issue of blood, she came and touched the garment of Lord Jesus Christ and there she got healed and Jesus started talking to her. Probably he forgot Jairus and Jairus is just standing next to him and waiting for Jesus to come into his house because the daughter is dying and Jairus knew that very well, probably the daughter is already dead. And how much trouble he was in at that moment. But Jesus, he took his own time. Jesus is always like that, right? You think about Lazarus, how many days since he died, he came to Bethany? Four days. Four days. But now Jesus is taking his own time. By the time Jesus again get out of the crowd and to move towards uh, the Jairus house, there someone came running saying what? Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. You know, when we try to come and surrender and invite Lord Jesus Christ into our life, what comes on your way? Discouragement. Discouragement comes on our way. Was it a discouragement to hear that your daughter is dead? Yes, no? Yes, certainly. It's not just a discouragement. It's an agony. It's a painful thing to hear that your daughter is dead. Jairus heard that daughter is dead. You know, discouragement can stop a miracle. Do you know that? Discouragement easily can stop a miracle. We don't see miracles. It's not that Jesus is not capable of performing miracles or his word is lie. No, not at all. Some of us are discouraged. Our discouragement is more than sufficient to stop that miracle. We will not receive miracle if we are discouraged. I will tell you in a moment why. You know, miracles happen when you have faith in God. Miracles happen when we have faith in Lord Jesus Christ. 
I'm sure there are many witnesses here that when you have faith in God, God healed you. When you had faith in God, God moved you out of the place. When you had faith in God, God gave you a job. God lifted you up. He blessed your family. There are so many things. But when you do not have faith, when your faith is fading away, the miracles cannot take place. You know, life throws discouragements on our way many times. Life throws discouragements on our way. We think that, as we heard the testimony, I thought everything will go on my own thinking, my own way, but now things are not happening in my own way. We get discouraged. We get discouraged by when things are getting delayed. We get discouraged. When we are discouraged, miracles are not going to happen. And the enemy throws a lot of issues on our way. A lot of troubles, a lot of misunderstanding, confusion, sicknesses, and so many things are thrown on our way. And we are again discouraged. When we are discouraged, our faith is so low that miracle cannot be performed. Miracle cannot happen. You know, if Jairus, Jairus would have heard, the moment he heard the news, when the enemy throws the discouragement on his way, if he would have really got discouraged, miracle would not have happened on that day. The people around him looked at Jesus as a teacher. Have you noted that? The words of the person who is coming running, your daughter is dead, do not trouble the teacher. People there looked at teacher as a, he's a good preacher, and he teaches the word of God. But you know what? Jairus, he understood, he is not just a teacher, he is a life giver. The word that he brought probably would have discouraged Jairus, but instead, he saw the one who is standing in front of him, who can do work beyond death, who is even having control over the death. The moment discouragement is thrown on his way, he looked at the one who has control over the situation. He looked at the one who is not just a teacher. He was a teacher, but he is beyond a teacher. He is a life giver. Jairus looked at Jesus and he was not discouraged. Looked at the word of Lord Jesus Christ in verse 50. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him and saying, do not be afraid. Only believe and she will be made well. Only believe. You know, when we are discouraged, that's where we see the comforting word of God. Do not be afraid. My daughter, my son, do not be afraid. Just only believe. You will see the glory of God. You will see the work of God. We need to ask the faith that Jairus had on Lord Jesus Christ. Even though he was a Jewish leader and a preacher, he had such a great faith in Lord Jesus Christ. And you and I need today that need that kind of faith so that miracle can happen in our lives. If we look into a situation, we get discouraged. But God is telling you that you need to look into somebody who can work miracle beyond the situation. God is asking us to see somebody who is standing next to us who is beyond our situation. Not our ability, but God's ability. 
When we, we trust in God, we are not just standing on our own strength. We are standing in the strength of God. When we lean on God, we are not trying to stand by ourselves. But we are just leaning on God. Nothing can shake us because as long as we stand on God. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. We see the way God is encouraging Joshua. He's telling him, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid or nor be dismayed or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Lord God is with you wherever you go. Do not get discouraged. Our discouragement can easily stop our miracle. Finally, let's read verse 51 and 52. Luke chapter 8. When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James and John and the father and mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her. But he said, do not weep. She is not dead, but sleeping. I was asking the question, why only Peter, James and John? Why Jesus asked every one of them? There's a huge crowd because... The daughter of a Jewish leader is dead. There's a huge crowd standing and sitting there and crying. But now when Jesus entered into that room, Jesus said, Let every one of you get out of this room, except Peter, James, and John. And also scripture says, the father and mother of the girl. I was wondering why Jesus did that. The simple answer is, those are the ones who believed on Jesus. Those are the ones who believed. Peter, James, even though Jesus had 12 disciples, G Peter, James, and John, and obviously the parents, they had faith in Jesus because Father is the one who came and fell down at the feet of Lord Jesus Christ. All five of them and Lord Jesus Christ were in that room. You know, you need and you and I need today an atmosphere for miracle to take place. Unbelief has to be cast away. Unbelief has to be cast away. You know, God cannot do anything with the one who is not believing in God. If Jesus would have had everybody there in that room, miracle would not have taken place. Simple reason Jesus asked everybody to get out of the room was to perform that miracle. You know, that tells so many things in my life today. Am I believing in God for a miracle? That instructs me so many things to do. When we take a step of faith, maybe in our career, maybe in the ministry, maybe in our personal life, God is telling us that do not do anything with unbelieving. Do not even consult with an unbelieving. Do not go and pray with somebody who is not believing. There are people around, they don't believe in the miracle working power of Lord Jesus Christ. And if you go and pray with them who is not believing in the miracle working power of God, what do you expect to happen there? Nothing. Nothing will happen. And God is telling us that our association with will be, should be, must be with one who believes in the miracle working power of Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus asked everybody to get out of the room on that day and allowed only Peter, John and James because everybody there is believing. There is an atmosphere for miracle. So unbelief has to be cast out 
in order to perform for miracles to be performed. You know, that tells me much more than that. I would like to read 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 to 18. Let's quickly go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. There are a couple of instructions the word of God gives us. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Our miracle cannot happen if we are yoked. Yoked sense, it means our association, our frequent contact, our deep friendship. If we are with unbelievers, miracle cannot happen. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. God is asking us to separate from the unbelievers. It is sometimes it is very hard to understand, but that's the truth, that's the fact. A little unbelief has an ability to stop the miracle. And God is asking us to separate from unbelievers. That really doesn't mean that we need to hate them. No. That doesn't mean that we cannot be friends with them. We can be friends with them. But our association, our fellowship cannot be with the one who is not believing in the miracle working power of Lord Jesus Christ. The moment we keep our association with them, we lose miracles in our lives. We cannot see miracles happening. So unless this separation is brought in our lives, in our family, we are not going to see the supernatural blessings taking place. If God is asking us to do something, I don't need to consult that with an unbeliever. No, I will never do that. If God is opening the door for me, I'm not going to talk to an unbeliever and find out how that opportunity will be. I'm not going to do that. And God doesn't expect us to do that. I don't want to take them around with me everywhere because they quench my faith that I have in God. I want to be with the believers. I want to be with the one who believes in God. I want to be with the one who believes for the supernatural power of God to be seen in our lives. When the call of God came upon the life of Paul, I want you to read the scripture and understand. Let's go to Galatians chapter 1, verses 15 to 16. Galatians 1, verse 15 and 16. Scripture says, but when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach Jesus among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. In other words, I did not immediately consult with flesh and and blood. Paul is saying that when Jesus called me to this work, to for the ministry, the one who separated me from the mother's from my mother's womb, when he called me into this ministry, 
I did not consult even with flesh and blood. I believe he, first of all, first level, he talks about himself. He did not even check with his own flesh and blood. Can I leave my profession and get on to make this ministry? No. If he would have consulted, he would have checked with his own flesh and blood, his flesh and blood would have said, no. How can you do this? He did not do it. Certainly, as a second option, second step, he did not consult with probably any of other his colleagues. They were working with him. He did not consult with anybody. You know, when God called me to get onto this full-time ministry, I remember I did not ask anything to my parents. My brother lives in maybe two and a half hours drive from here. I did not ask him anything. I did not even tell him. I did not even tell my parents. Even I would not have told my own family, my wife and son, but I told because they were at the same level of faith when I was making that announcement, when I was telling them. And I know that they are with me in spirit. And that's the only reason I told my wife and my son that I am resigning my full-time job. No, we don't need to, we cannot consult with flesh and blood for the things of God. If my own flesh doesn't understand what I'm trying to do for God, how can my father understand what I'm trying to do for my God? God wants us to separate. God wants you to come out of your traditions. God wants us to come out then only God can bless. Then only God can do something. If we cannot believe in God for a miracle. If our faith is so low for, for, to believe God for a miracle, God cannot perform miracle in our lives. Jesus did not compromise by allowing those bunch of jokers into that room on that day. He did not compromise in that at all. You know, it may be saying, you know, it may look like Probably why Jesus would have kept that, them in that room. Jesus is, after all, he is God. He can do anything. But Jesus did not keep them in that room. Jesus asked them just simply to get out of the room. Why? What was important? What was the priority there? The miracle has to take place. In our life, if the miracle is what is the priority... God is asking you to separate. God is asking you to come out of those things that we have been entangled with, that we have been dealing with. Sometimes it may be just saying bye to our old friends, saying that I'm not able to be your friend because you don't believe in Lord Jesus Christ. Simply, do we have the courage to tell them face to face? I cannot be your friend because you don't believe in Lord Jesus Christ. I cannot continue to have my friendship with you. I like you, I love you, but I cannot have my association with you. God wants us to do that at times. It may be saying goodbye to our traditional foolish things that we are involved with. Tradition is not going to help us. Tradition will never bring a miracle. If at all tradition is doing something good, it is not really drawing you to Christ. It is trying to do something else. It is not according to the word of God. Some of us are so buried in our traditions, but God is asking us to come out of the traditions. If something which we follow, if it is not written in the word of God, it is all man-made. It is nothing to do with the word of God. It is not godly. You may see miracles, you may see many things, but it is not from God. Even the devil is capable of performing miracles. Scripture talks about it. And if something is not from the word of God, 
you need, don't need to believe that. It may be saying, even by to our parents, who sometimes do not allow us to grow spiritually. You know, I heard many testimonies saying that today, God supposed to use me, God would have used me in the ministry in such a great level, just simply because of my parents. They were not willing. They were not allowing me to go to that church. They were not allowing me to receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit. They were not allowing me to get baptized in the water baptism, in the, in the, in, by the immersion baptism. They were not allowing me to grow in the spiritual gifts that God was giving me. Today, I'm not able to be used. I'm not at all used by God, just simply because of my parents. Instead of regretting, at the later stage in our lives, God is telling us, that we may have to say certain things, goodbye to certain things. Because they are unbelieving. They are not believing in God. Jesus did that before he healed, raised Jairus' daughter. He asked everybody to get out of the room. The unbelieving has to be cast away for miracles to be performed. So we talked about a couple of things this morning. I don't really know what God is asking you to do at this moment. Jairus invited Lord Jesus Christ with a humble heart into his house. God is expecting us to invite him into our situation so that he may do a miracle. We don't need to allow discouragement to stand on our way because discouragement has an ability to stop the miracle. We need to depend on God. God is telling you, do not be afraid. Just turn, stand firm on God. We need to cast away unbelief. We need to get out of the unbelieving people and we need to separate ourselves to see miracles. We don't need to be having fellowship with those who do not believe in the miracle-working power of God. And God is asking us this morning to do that. Can we just get into a time of prayer? Let's close our eyes. It was a simple miracle. But it straight away, it speaks into my life today. It corrects my life today. There are areas in my life, I am giving room for discouragement. Jairus was not at all, was not at all. He heard the word saying that your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But he did not allow discouragement. He was so persistent. He was asking Jesus to come and raise her up from the dead. And he can do that for us. All that we need to do is we need to cast away the discouragement. And there are certain areas in our lives. We are entangled in our traditions. We are so deeply involved in our traditions. We are yoked with unbelieving people around us. And this morning God is telling you, my son, my daughter, you have not seen the miracle just simply because it's time that you need to separate yourself. It is time that you need to separate yourself from anything that is not in the word of God, that is not according to the word of God. This morning, God is about to perform miracles in our lives. Are we ready? Are we ready? Or we are stopping those miracles because we allow unbelief to come and surround us. Can we just ask for His grace this morning? And those who are listening to me, just want you to pray to God and I want you to leave those things which you, are, you need to leave. And come running to Jesus like Jairus. Just fall at his feet and invite him into your life. 
and do not allow discouragement to come on over on your way and do not bring unbelief in your life the moment you come out of it you will see the miracle working power of god in your life i just want you to take this with you as you go home and god will continue to speak to you hope you are blessed by this teaching please write to pastor balan swaminathan at balan@hipm.org at god bless you